This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, guys. Uh, I got to tell you really quick uh, before we go on to anything else about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I've, I've been telling you guys about them for several weeks now. Brian and I both have. Uh, we love seeing you guys send us those photos on social media of you guys hanging out out there, uh, enjoying a cold beer, enjoying some wings or a burger or whatever else. Uh, it warms our heart, and I know it warms Boomer Jack's heart. Uh, we're glad that you guys are enjoying it as much as we do. I keep telling you guys specifically about Tuesdays and Wednesdays because Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, but they've got great deals the rest of the week as well. Drink special starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, and it is the coldest beer anywhere around. And it, it's just the perfect spot for whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for, you know, a happy hour spot for you and your coworkers, Boomer Jacks is perfect for that. If you're looking for a nice dinner spot for the family somewhere to unwind, it's a great spot too. My kids love the tableside s'mores that they bring out there. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, Boomer Jacks, man, wall-to-wall TVs. And I mean that literally. The TVs fill up the walls at Boomer Jacks. You are going to be so glad you went there. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. Okay, so since we were on the radio, we didn't get a chance to do a Dean Julia Love the Star mailbag, but we did something a little bit close to that. Uh, Brian Broaddus had a few Cowboys questions for me to answer, and we kicked around a couple topics facing the team, uh, some either-or stuff, some fill-in-the-blank type stuff, Uh, and so we discussed the Dallas Cowboys and some of the pressing questions heading into the 2023 season. Krusty's Corner today, Robert. Got something for you. Kind of all cowboy-related stuff. I think our fans will appreciate this. I'm ready. Krusty's Corner, question number one for Robert Belt. Why do we trust Dan Quinn and not Mike McCarthy? Uh, Because the last time we saw Mike McCarthy doing what he's going to be doing this year, Mm -hmm. it was a failure. And you had one of the most prominent players in the NFL, somebody who's considered a very high IQ player in Aaron Rodgers, who was very clearly openly critical about the things that he was doing. I think there was similar skepticism about Dan Quinn when he first got here because people thought of how things collapsed in Atlanta, um, not just in that Super Bowl. As as you've said, you talked to somebody in Atlanta who said we were all 10 minutes away from us. Keep it, you know, they're all they were all 10 minutes away from all getting five year contract extensions yeah, from, from having streets named yeah, after him, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think that just the way it ended, you know, it, the Cowboys helped in 2020 helped kind of put the nail in the coffin on Dan Quinn's career in Atlanta when they blew when the Falcons blew that lead in yeah. week two against the Cowboys. So I think there were similar questions about Dan Quinn. It's just this is two years now where he's shown what he can do and he's earned the trust. And so I think the difference is Dan Quinn has given you something, something tangible that you can look at and say, we need to trust this guy. And at times where there have been questions about what they were doing or what his approach was, we've come away from it. And in the end said, 
no, that this ended. He ended up being right, and so we've got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I think you're completely on to that thing. I'm. I think this is so much unknown right now with the offensive coaches, and I want to trust Mike McCarthy, and I want to believe that seventy percent of the offense stays, and him and Brian Schottenheimer and the others have kind of figured out what the other thirty percent is going to be. Hopefully, mix in a screen game. Yep. Some deceptives there. Hey, Jeff Blasco, the new running backs coach, I think he, that's definitely something he wants to have yeah. happen. I think we interviewed him and he was like, he was a good interview. I said, I'll throw you a parade down uh, down Main Street over he here is, if you just find a way to get a screen game going. Boy, he is a fiery guy. He is a really he, fiery guy. You, you, you can hear him on the practice field every time. I love it. Him and Robert Prince both. I, I, hope, I hope at the end of it, though, we can trust Mike McCarthy. Absolutely. I think that's I, I, I what's hope, best for everybody. I hope I, I hope we can trust Mike I McCarthy. I want too. Mike McCarthy to be successful because it means yeah. the Cowboys were successful. All right. Bobby Belt, question two. And you guys can weigh in on the chart correct. Yeah, feel free. Text. Read those. 877-881-1053. 1053 And 940 says, I asked that question a lot. We trust Ken Quinn after he literally drafted the Falcons into a bottom feeder. And yeah. so it's a fair question. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Bobby, what if Mozzie Smith is just okay? Oh, I'm, I'm going to ask you to expand a little. What if Mozzie Smith is just okay in as 2023? Play, yeah, or what if Mozzie just, Smith as just, for his career is just okay? At 2023. Do you expect him? Do you, do you expect him to be better than okay? And I mean, you know, when I say okay, I, I it's maybe a terrible question. No, no, no. But what if he's just okay? He's just okay. Okay is better than what you were getting at a lot of times from your one techniques in the sure, game. Sure. And so... Is it a disappointment? It might be a little bit, but okay is still an improvement. And look, I think that it's funny. Mozzie Smith and Derek Lively have some interesting little parallels here. Derek Lively, the Mavs first round pick Mm -hmm. in that for the questions about, well, how much can they develop into this? How much can they do? How much can Mozzie Smith do the pass rush part? How much can Derek Lively develop the offensive game? How much can they do the sexy stuff? And it's like, okay, but here's what you got to understand is that Right now, today, the day you picked him, Mozzie Smith instantly became one of your best run defenders. Yeah. The day you picked Derek Lively, Derek Lively instantly became your best interior defender. So those are the things where it's like, hey, look, the very floor here says you've improved. And so take that improvement and bank on the upside. So if he's just okay, which is totally possible, he's still a raw player. Um, I think that... Just okay is still a little bit better than what you were getting in terms of run stopping at the one technique, but it would it would be a, a bit of a disappointment. But it's it's probably going to take a little bit of time with Mozzie. I just I just want Mozzie Smith to be when we get to training camp that he's like playing really well with his hands and he's active and he's up the field and maybe a rep or two he's kind of getting the best of Zach Martin, you know that kind of. Or he's beating Biotish on a reach block, you know. That's what I want to see. Here's here's an interesting point brought up from 214, and I'll kick this question over to you. Is OK Mozzie better than Tristan Hill? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
No but question. didn't we also feel like Tristan Hill at the very least would be okay? Yeah. Like at the very minimum, he'll be okay. That's why, look, if you want to be terrified over the Mozzie Smith pick, which there were a lot of Cowboys fans who were. If he becomes Tristan Your Hill. biggest worry should probably be that he's, because when you hear the discussion about him, man, he's a freak athlete and yeah. he's still raw, but he's got all this ability. That was, it was similar discussion about Tristan Hill when they picked him. Yeah. I, I never felt great about Tristan Hill. I feel better about, about Mozzie Smith. Smith. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. All right, question three. Is there a chance that Deron Bland is the best corner on the squad? Um, No. <laughs> I mean, maybe one day. Maybe we look at the end of his career. We will. Um, He's a really good player. Stephon Gilmore was still very good in man coverage sure. last year. Trayvon Diggs is still, to me, a top without counting it like without looking at it I would still I would lean towards Trayvon Diggs as a top five corner in the NFL for me yeah and so in that sense I just I don't think Deron Bland's gonna step up and be top five to ten corner right away but he is his trajectory is pretty good after year one right I think he absolutely has an ability to be in this secondary for the next potentially the next decade because I think he's a, a really good player who does a lot of different things for you and I, I just, I don't see regression there. But I, I don't think right now he can be better than Diggs and Gilmore. I'll tell you what, man. I think he's got a real future. I don't know if he'll be the best, but I mean, I think he's going the right direction. 214, two, who's better in three years, Brian? Deron Bland or Eric Scott? Oh, Bland. I think Bland as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, we're, I think there's a lot of really positive things about Scott, but there there could be some... There could be some growing pains for him. Yeah, it's still very raw. Yeah, very raw. Okay, here's my next question, number four. Is there too much pressure on Jalen Tolbert this season? Um, man, that's a, a good question. It's an interesting one. Let me think here. I mean, I, is is it is this is there too much? Because after what he went through last year, in terms of what the team is asking him to do, or just outside media everything, pressure, everything that I, he's having to deal with, the fans, the team himself, is he is there too much pressure for him? This is such a straddle the fence answer, which I know you hate these. I, why, don't even do it. If you're going to do that, no, but don't, here's, don't what, here's, do here's, here's what I'm going to say. Don't do it. Let me say it. Let me say it. Here's, here's my answer. Don't make me Don't make me go Mike Bassick screaming here. <laughs> All right? No, here's, here's what I'll say. We, like, is it too much? I will have to see what his mental makeup is. Yeah. We'll get the answer at camp. If he's having issues, if he's doing things like, because it clearly was too much for him last year where he's lining up incorrectly. He's making middle school football mistakes and not checking in with the, you know, the side judge there. Mm. So we'll have to see that since I don't think it is. I think he's going to bounce back. When we've heard him do interviews this offseason, it sounds like he identified what was wrong and addressed it. I worry that there might be too much pressure. It's a lot of pressure. That, like, there's, like there's the expectations not only of his own, but the front office and the fan base, I think, wants to say, okay, the Cowboys are a good drafting team. This is a guy they thought about maybe drafting in the second round. I think your quarterback is probably telling him, yeah, I need you to, I need you to be better this just, year. I need you to be better. Yeah. I just wonder if he can handle the pressure. 817 uh, says, absolutely not. He needs to perform where he's out. 787 says, Tolbert does not have the mental makeup for the NFL. Bust, I'm not willing to say that, that yet, but I think See, this year will be very telling. There's your pressure right there. Yeah. The fan base is yep. kind of like, you're you're going to be a bust, bro. Yep. You're a bust. Okay, my last question for you, mm-hmm. Robert, here on the Krusty's Corner for the 4th of July holiday. 
Which Scott needs to be better, McCurley or Tolzien? Ooh, and 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 Scott McCurley is the linebacker, linebackers coach, coach who had been demoted. Yeah, and now he's back. Not in title, he had always been the linebackers, but George Edwards was George, the linebacker exactly. coach. Exactly. Scott Tolzien. Scott Tolzien's the quarterback coach. Yeah, and Scott Tolzien's got the most pressure. To me, Scott Tolzien, uh, like like we've mentioned before, your quarterback was not happy that his coach was let go. He was not happy, and so there's... So there's always going to be those glances? I, I don't think he has an issue. I think he likes Scott Tolzien a lot. Yeah. But you got to remember, you're stepping into a job where your quarterback probably thinks there shouldn't be a different person standing in front of me right now. Yeah. Now, to be fair, on the other side of that, Micah Parsons probably thinks I shouldn't be staring at somebody other than I, George that's Edwards. What, that's what I'm saying. He he loved George Edwards. I'm going to say Scott Tolzien is going to be... There's pr- more pressure on him because he's also going to be in charge of... I've been in McCarthy's system. I'm going to help communicate the concepts that he wants. And so there's a lot... I think there's more pressure on Tolzien. I think there's more pressure on Tolzien, too. See, we, we agreed in the end, even though I straddled the fence on Yeah, I hated the fact that, you, that Tolbert answer was terrible. <laughs> All right, that does it for us today on the Love of the Star podcast. A little bit different podcast, obviously, today, as we were sharing some of the content that we had done on 105 Through the Fan on July 4th. Uh, but I hope it was something that was enjoyable for you guys, even though it was a little bit different. And I hope you enjoyed a happy July 4th holiday. Uh, until next time, I'm Bobby Belt. He's Brian Broaddus. We will talk to you guys later.